0: amen good morning church good to be with you and those online uh, even watching from canada the home of uh lockdowns (laughs) well we're we're just starting to come out of lockdowns my wife and i have been traveling literally since april 2nd of this year we were in taiwan for 10 weeks and um, we had a bit of a COVID outbreak there but you know god takes circumstances and he uses them for his goodness and his glory and so even in the midst of that circumstance all my engagements i i when i go to asia i'm literally for those 10 weeks after quarantine we have usually two weeks or three weeks of quarantine for the next seven weeks i'm busy every day but one day a week and i'm just going 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 and so we had about three probably three and a half weeks of ministry and then they had a COVID outbreak and during that time i was able to have a heart operation Uh, that I didn't know I needed, but uh, God was gracious and was able to have a hard operation. And then we decided we didn't want to go to lockdowns, so we came to the home of the free and the brave here. And and, uh, we're stationed in Florida right now for the next, uh, I guess it's four months. Well, actually, till the end of August, we're in Florida, and then we go to California for a month, and then eventually we got to go home. So we'll figure out how to get home without paying fines and quarantine hotels and all that stuff. So it's good to be with you. We've had a great weekend so far, at least I have. My wife uh, sends her regards, but she is with her grandson right now in Florida, and nothing is going to pry her away from that. So um, our kids came down to Florida on Tuesday. They're going to be with us for two weeks, so it's it's wonderful. Hey, I I, I don't normally do this, and particularly for those online, I don't normally do this because I'm not a promoter. I don't promote uh, anything that I do or myself, but I'm being shadow banned on Instagram. At least I think I am. Uh, I, I can't get past a certain level of followers, uh, and they're starting now to say things in my feed. They're stopping some things in my feed. So uh, if you're an Instagram person, uh, would you, and you're not following me, would you follow me this, this week? Um, because uh, I get to a certain level. It just happened the other day. I told my wife, watch this. I'm at this level, and I'm going to lose followers, and I've lost 20 followers. That doesn't seem like a lot, but you get to a certain point, and they just keep taking them down, keep taking them down, and so I don't know if there's a bot in in my feed or someone's doing something, but I'm starting to get comments about what I'm doing on Instagram, and I don't have a ton of followers, but I'm trying to break this ceiling, and so if you're so inclined, would you just follow me? Just, just you can unfollow me later. But just, I just want to get past this particular thing that I'm in. I want to thank Pastor Penn and, and Heather for having me. Uh, it's it's always good to be here. This is a great little place. It's a well of uh, the presence of the Lord in upstate New York. In fact, all through upstate New York, there's some great churches that um, God's moving in this part of of uh, the state. And uh, certainly, we need this part to go down to the lower part of the state and uh, move in that place, amen? Um, I, want, I, I do believe uh, wholly in my heart that God needs or, or the world needs a strong America. If you're an American, that'd be a good place to say amen. Uh, I'm a Canadian and I'm saying this. But as I travel the world, I tell you, I, I see... Uh, when America's strong, and I see when America's weak. And, um, you know, it's very evident the world, is, the world needs a strong America. It needs your voice, it needs your, your uh, generosity, it needs um, what America stands for. And uh, wherever I go, um, I hear it all the time. And people love America, they love what America has done uh, um, throughout the world. And so we need. A strong America. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Well, we're living in in very uncertain times, aren't we? There's a lot of uncertainty. At least in the last year and a half, there's been a lot of uncertainty. But even as we go forward, there's still uncertainty. You know, I was just reading this morning um, uh, in Taiwan. They're uh, they're getting they, they had a COVID outbreak. They're getting it under control, but they're still talking about uncertain times with different nations around their. Uh, circumference that are dealing, they're having to deal with. There's uh, problems in South Africa. There's uh, issues even within your nation, with our nation. There's there's a lot of uncertainty. Have you, are you feeling uncertainty a little bit? At least I I, I felt that. And and ha- have you ever had uncertain times in your life where things happen and you're wondering why are they happening to me? Why not the other person? And um, you know, times of uncertainty. Are what, are what I would call times of unreliability, things that you once depended on sometimes are no longer there. Um, sometimes you go and uh, you, you go search for something and one time it's there, the next minute it's not there. You go to your favorite restaurant and then you know, a couple of days later, there's no restaurant there anymore. Um, we're living in those kinds of times businesses are, are you know failing there's a lot of stuff going on marriages are failing, relationships, jobs all of that is and you know, I'm not going to be a negative guy here this morning, but I, I want you to know that times of uncertainty are times when you're not completely confident or sure of certain things. Have you ever felt that way? Um I looked up the word uncertainty, and these these were some of the words that came from this word. Uh, There are places of unknown or undetermined, unresolved, uh, unsure, in limbo. Just, you know, you're in limbo. You're up in the air. I've had certain times like that. I remember in 2012, I was uh, leaving a job that I enjoyed. Uh, It was kind of Somewhat pushed out, and, and uh, you know it was it was a God thing. I, I do believe God was in it, but it was a time of uncertainty in my life. It was a time of upheaval. I was in limbo. I was up in the air. It was unforeseeable. Listen to these words: debatable, open to question, in doubt, speculative, unreliable, untrustworthy, undependable, erratic, and fluctuating. I was in this time, in my life, where I, I really. I didn't know what was going to happen. I knew that God was moving me, but it was it was an uncertain time. And I remember you said something this morning, Pastor, where you said sometimes you know you're worshiping, but you're a little distracted. You're thinking, and I was in this worship service, and I was you know I was doing this. I love you, Lord. And in my mind, I'm going, God, I don't have a job. What is going on with my life? I love you, Lord. You know, I had the form, but in my mind, I was kind of having this argument with God. I was uncertain. And God had spoken to me early on in that week. He'd spoken to me three things. He said, I'm in control of your life. I am the God of the open door. And this is a season of rest in your life. Those were the three things the Lord spoke to me. But I'm sitting in worship, and I'm about to go home to no job. I'm about to go home to no employment. And so I'm, I'm doing this. I love you, Lord. Jesus, what are you doing with my life? And I'm having this conversation, and I'm, I'm saying, God, like, I don't understand. I know you said this, but I don't have a job, and my wife is going to make me work. <laughs> you know, like, my wife she's a determined lady. And and so I'm literally having this conversation. And right in front of me, so I'm in the second row where this beautiful couple is. And I'm, I'm, I'm right in front of me. This guy turns, this old man turns to me and he goes, right in the middle of worship, he goes, son, God just spoke to me. And I said, okay. And he said, God's in control of your life. He's the God of the open door. And this is a season of rest. And then turn around. Aren't you glad that in times of uncertainty, God can break through and become reliable? He can become certain. He can be the voice of calm in the midst of your difficult situation. And in that moment, I was like, okay, I just entered into twilight zone here. How did he know I was saying this with God? But God does know, doesn't he? Listen, God wants to be... The God of certainty in the midst of uncertainty. He, he's determined, isn't he? He's settled. He's sure. He's steadfast. He's faithful. Come on. He's dependable. He's trustworthy. And he's certain. That's the God we serve. Have you ever had this happen? I, I mean, maybe you have. Uh, uh, and maybe this weekend, even some of you I may have ministered to, and you're thinking, how does he know that? How, God, you're so good. This happened to me last summer. Our our movement of churches, we have uh, uh, one of our guys is uh, kind of he's working with all the prophetic guys. And so this particular week, he had a week of Instagram, one hour lives during the week. And he interviewed a prophet, one of our prophets in our movement. So I know. I know most of these guys, so I'm yakking with them through the week. Hey, dude, what are you going to say on this prophet, this prophetic thing? You know, we're just having this banter. And one day, one of my friends who lives in New Jersey, I'm talking to him. I know he's going to be interviewed this afternoon. So I called him and said, hey, you're going to be interviewed today. And he goes, yeah, yeah. So we're talking about what he's going to say. And and I said, look, I'm looking forward to watching it. Uh, It'll be great, you know, just be great to, to watch. So the guy who's interviewing, I don't know. I I don't know him that well. In fact, I don't think I've ever met him. Uh, I've met him since, but I I don't think I've ever met him. And so, again, we're in COVID. Um, You know, in my story, in 2019, I had a heart attack. And, um, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm still navigating that. I'm working through all the things. I still got two arteries that are blocked, and I'm walking through it. So I'm watching this Instagram video, right? It, it, it's live, and I'm watching. I got on my phone, and uh, they're talking, having a great time. And then the guy who's interviewing my friend says, man, brother, you're stirring me. And he goes, let's get to prophesying." And he goes, there's a, there's, a, there's a Jerry. And he goes, no, no, no it's a Gary, and he said, and so my friend, I see him going, start laughing, and he goes, there's a Gary, he said, the enemy, he said, uh, tried to take out your heart, it's not a, like a spiritual thing, he actually tried to take you out, tried to take, I had a heart, you, you had a heart attack, and he starts prophesying about my future on this, and I'm watching, I'm going, that's me he's talking about. And so I text, I'm texting as, uh, as he's watching. I'm, I'm saying, uh, John, John, this uh, is this Gary Hayes. I had a heart attack in September. And so my friend Eric goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a black fellow. goes, yeah, 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 that's Gary Hayes. And he goes... Who? He's, yeah, yeah, I was talking to Gary this morning. That's Gary Hayes. And he goes, wait a minute, Gary's texting Gary, John, John, I had a heart attack. He goes, Come on, man. And then they so they just started prophesying to me as I'm watching it live. And I, I'm thinking, I do this for people, but it's being done to me. It's pretty cool when God comes in. He breaks in to your uncertainty and he speaks a sure word. Come on. God wants to speak a sure word into your spirit. Amen? And so uh, this morning, I was reading uh, in my devotions, the book of John, I'm going through the book of John, and I was reading, came to this passage of scripture in John chapter 4, verse 46, it says this, a certain noble man. You see, all through the Bible, there are certain times, there are certain seasons, there are certain years, certain days, listen, certain moments, certain allotted times or portions. There are certain men and women in the Bible. There are certain cities and there are certain places where God wants to come and manifest himself. He wants to show up. There's certain times in your life where you are maybe feeling a sense of uncertainty, but God comes in and he breaks in and gives you a sure word. He becomes Mr. Reliable. Come on, Mr. Consistency. That's who God is. Amen? Sometimes I'm not consistent. Sometimes I'm not reliable. But I know one who is. And I know one who is faithful. And whatever you're walking through this morning, know this. It may feel uncertain. It may feel unreliable. It may feel inconsistent. But there is a God who is consistent. There is a God that you can rely on. That what you're struggling through, what you're walking through, I'm here to tell you. I'm here to prophesy into your spirit that God wants you to come into a certain place where you encounter him. And you, he ministers to you. And you walk out of this place with confidence in your spirit, all will be well. It is well with my soul. Come on, can I hear an amen? This certain man, he had a son who was sick. And so the Bible says he walked literally. If you if you study it out, he probably walked 20 miles to see Jesus. Now, and if you've been to Israel, you know that back in the day, like they don't have roads like we did. They had you know, uphills, and it was that's a long walk, 20 miles. It's a long walk anytime, <laughs> but it's a long walk when you're going through hills and valleys. And so he walked 20 miles and, and he implored. He said, the Bible says he implored him, Jesus, would you heal my son? And Jesus didn't go to him, go to see his son. He said, Your son will be healed. And the, the Bible says the man took that word, and from that moment, the next day he arrived home, and his servant came and said, Your son has been made well. And he said, What time was it? And he said about this time, and and the the man said, that's the exact time that Jesus brought a word. It's the exact time. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, it's going to be on the screen. It says this, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. The message version says it this way. There's an opportune time to do things, a right time for everything on the earth. I do these little focus Fridays every Friday on my Instagram, and uh, this week I did one on opportunity, and this quote from Leonard Ravenhill, he says this, the opportunity of a lifetime must be seized in the lifetime of the opportunity. In other words, there's uh, there's a certain time frame for you to seize an opportunity. It can be the opportunity of a lifetime, but you've got to seize it at the right time. And so what opportunity, listen, what season are you in? In Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1 to 8, there are 28 different seasons. 28 different seasons. Some good, some bad. They're all seasons. They're all opportunities. They're all times of maybe uncertainty or certainty where God wants to come and break in. He wants to do something in those seasons. The list actually shows us the need to take full advantage of the opportunity that God puts before us. You might be in a very uncertain season, but I'm here to tell you, God wants to make it an opportunity in your life. He wants to encounter you. In Daniel chapter 2 Verse 21 and 22, it reads this way. It says, He changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells. Aren't you glad God knows what's in the darkness? I was talking to a young lady last weekend. She's going through a dark season in her life. All her dreams have kind of, all the things that she had dreamed about, she started on that path, and it just kind of, you know, everything kind of pulled out from under her feet. She says, I feel like I'm walking in darkness. I said, well, hey, he knows what's in the darkness. You're not alone in the darkness. God Almighty is with you, and he'll help you, and, and he, light dwells in him. Listen, God is the initiator Of the times and seasons of change. So, whatever you're going through, know that it's not of your own doing. God is in control, God is working some things out. The Bible says he removes and raises up leaders. In other words, seasons of uncertainty are gonna cause change in leaders, change in leadership, and new leaders are gonna come forth. This is a time, actually, in uncertainty where people step up to the plate. When you're in an uncertain time, this is an opportunity for you to say, okay, I can stay here and live in this unpredictable moment or I can seize the moment, step into certainty and be a leader. I was sharing in the first service that uh, one of our, our small group leaders, a you know, good, good lady, good, good family, uh, I had the privilege of leading her husband to the Lord, and, and she's always been a great lady, great servant in the house of the Lord. And uh, for the first time in 25 years that I've lived in our, in our city, in, in Hamilton, Ontario, uh, for the first time, uh, we, we now have uh, like tent cities. We've always had homeless people, don't, don't get me wrong, but we've had shelters and our shelters have really kind of taken care of them. Uh, but for the first time, we've now had tent cities all over our city. Uh, now in Canada, that's saying something, right? In the middle of winter. And so God gave this woman a dream and, uh, and she decided, I'm going to do something about it. And so she put out a notice on Facebook, hey, does anybody have any sleeping bags? Does anybody have any winter coats? And, and so, you know, we had lots of winter coats. And, you know, in the first year of our marriage, our wife, my wife and I went camping. And then she said, this camping for me is the Hilton, you know, or the Sheridan." from this point on. So we had all these sleeping bags that we never used. And so, you know, they were just kind of in our garage. So we gave these sleeping bags. And, you know, today, that little dream of just providing some sleeping bags has now taken over a corner of an unrenovated part of our church, and she's got literally shelves of food and dry goods. She's got toiletries. She's got women's uh, issue things, and she's got um, blankets. She's got jackets today. She said, um, you know, last week she said, does anybody have any summer clothes? We need some shorts. She got hundreds of shorts and, and you know, shark Sleeve shirts for people. And every week and Thursday, she goes down. She's now got four teams of people going to different parts of the city. They're praying over people. They've seen drug addicts that are literally ODing in front of them. They've called the uh, ambulance and watched them get saved from being uh, overdosing. We've, we've had 13 people get saved from that little dream. That little area of ministry that God put in her heart, an uncertain time, created a time of certainty where people could encounter God. God wants to use you. Can I hear an amen? You know, listen, he gives wisdom to the wise. In times of uncertainty, God wants to increase the ability for you to apply God's truth and God's word to your circumstances, to your situation. He wants to give you a word of wisdom, In times of uncertainty, God has spoken a word of wisdom into my heart that actually has either given me peace in that uncertain time or he's given me direction to step out of that uncertainty. Times of uncertainty, God wants to give wisdom. He wants to give you knowledge to understand. He wants to give you fresh revelation. You know, last year, I said it earlier this weekend, my wife and I, when COVID hit, you know, the world stopped. Like, who'd have thought the world would stop? In my lifetime, I'd never have thought that. No, no flying whatsoever. And uh, we lost 80% of our ability to earn a living. And I just decided, okay, it's an uncertain time, but God, you're going to have to help us. You're going to have to help us get out of this. And I knew some certain principles that, I, that I've lived my life with, and I stepped into those principles, and God began to do miracles, Listen, God wants to do some miracles for you. Amen? I want you to turn, or we can look at it here. Uh, Genesis, Genesis 28, verses 10 to 17. Let's read this scripture, and we'll camp on this. And I want you to just hear some very specific things. It says, now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went towards Haran. So he came to a certain place. Would you say certain place? Listen, there's certain places where God wants to encounter you. There's certain places where God wants to take your uncertainty and make it a certain place. And he says, He came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head. And he lay down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed and behold, a ladder was set upon the earth and its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie, I will give you and your descendants. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread out abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and the south. And in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I am with you, and I will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until. I have done what I have spoken to you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for your word. Lord, in times of uncertainty, you want to be our rock You want to be our fortress. Lord, you are our rock. You are our fortress. And you are that certain place. Help us this morning just to uh, receive your word and to have comfort and strength in the midst of uncertainty. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I want you to notice a few things from this passage. Number one, there are certain places where we need to stay. There are certain places where we need to stay. It said he came to a certain place and stayed there all night. You know, God has a plan to encounter and meet you, but it's in the place where you need to stay. And if you don't stay, it won't happen. You know, sometimes I've wanted to run from certain places. I was, I've been in jobs where I've wanted to run. I've been in situations where I've had relationships where I thought, I've got to run from this relationship. This relationship is so toxic. And I've just heard the Lord say, stay, because I want to encounter you. I want to meet you. And God has helped me, and he's helped me navigate those places. And he's helped me get through them because I've stayed. And so if you're going to have a place of encounter, you've got to learn to stay when everything in you is saying, get out of there and run, run, forest. (laughs) You have to discipline yourself to say, I'm going to stay. Lord, uh, I, I feel like everything else around me is crashing in, but I'm going to stay because, Lord, that's where you want to encounter me. Number two, is there are certain places that are sometimes uncomfortable. Have you ever been in a place where there's been a little bit of uncomfortableness? Think about this. He didn't meet the My Pillow guy yet. His pillow was a stone. Have you ever tried to put your head on a stone and try to sleep? That'd be pretty uncomfortable, wouldn't it? You know, in, in, in places of uncomfortableness, God wants to teach us some things. I think Pastor said it again this morning, you know, don't run from those uncomfortable places. Let God show up because God is doing something in you. I had a situation a number of years ago where I was certainly in in a very uncomfortable position. I was being, um, you know, just, there's a lot of stuff going on, a a lot of harassment, a lot of words spoken against me, and uh, everything in me was saying, Run, forest, run. <laughs> Honestly, it was. And, uh, and my wife uh, was, you know, she was saying, you need to stay. You need to stay. And so, you know, sometimes it's, you know, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and then Sheila. <laughs> sometimes, you know, we get those mixed up. Sometimes she like, feels like she's the Holy Spirit <laughs> speaking to me. Uh, and I said, okay, honey, I'll stay. Uh, I'll stay. It's uh, uh, It's uncomfortable. It's, it's unbearable, it's frustrating, and I stayed. And I remember the moment where something turned. I, I, don't, I, I can't tell you exactly what happened, but I remember the moment. I was in church one day, and I was just worshiping, and I was crying out to God, you know, again, worshiping but having an argument with God. <laughs> and the Lord spoke to me that morning, and he said, okay, you can go now. And I turned to my wife and I said, the Lord told me I could go. And she goes, what are you going to do? I go, I'm going to stay. Because in the place of uncomfortableness, when I wanted to leave, I disciplined my heart to stay because God wanted to do something in me. And when he did something in me, God said, now you're free to go. But because he'd done something in me, I didn't have to leave. Does that make sense to you guys? God has a plan. You know, in places of being uncomfortable, again, God wants to teach us. So in in Jacob's case, think about it just for a sec. Very simple things. The Bible says he laid down. And sometimes you just got to lay down. Now, I'm not talking about being rolled over in terms of, you know, being misused. I'm I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying sometimes in our desire to want to, take control of our circumstance and the uncertainty. God says, just lay down, relax. I've got an. I'm under control. I've got it in control. He's teaching us to humble ourselves under his mighty hand. He's teaching us to rest. You know, when I said to you earlier, when God spoke to me and said, Gary, you're going to rest. Uh, I told my wife, I said, God told me to rest. And so she said, What's that? what does that mean? I said, I feel like the Lord told me not to work. Like, I'm going to work because i got to pay my bills. But I just felt like the Lord said, don't take a full-time job. But I had to work. So my wife said, well, this is how much you have to make every month. So you figure it out, bud. (laughs) I said, okay, I'll do that. And so I just started doing that. And it was a two-year process where I did not have a full-time job. And every month she'd say, do you have any work this week? this month? I say, nope. And you say, what are you going to do? I say, well, God told me to rest. So I'm just going to wait and believe, and I'm going to trust God. Now, I did work, just so we're clear. <laughs> but God would, every month, he would provide enough work for me to pay my bills and for me to rest in him, to, try, to to come to this place where I was building trust in him. Now, this is how crazy it got. I don't know if I shared this with you, but It'll, it'll be okay for me to share it again. In September of 2014, actually August of 2014, I, was, uh, I had nothing for September. My wife said, do you have anything for September? I said, no, I don't have anything for September. But God will provide. God will work it all out. And she said, okay. And then I, my wife and I got invited to go to Trinidad and Tobago. And so we are going to do a couple days in Trinidad working with the church, and then we are going to go over to Tobago and have a couple of vacation days. It was going to be a good trip. And usually when I go there, it's a missions trip, so I have to pay for everything. Well, a businessman had called me up and said, Hey, Gary, I want you to go. I'll pay for everything, and I'll give you a couple days in Tobago and you know, just minister to this church. I said, Great. So my wife says, Well, what do you got for the month? I said, Nothing. Well, this was September 1st. We're flying home. Well, the pastor gave me an envelope. And so he, I opened the envelope after, and he, it's $1,000. Like in Canadian, that's like a million and a half dollars. So we're good, right? Like, you know, U.S., 1,000 U.S. So we got 1,000 U.S. I said, look, we got 1,000 U.S. for the month. And uh, she goes, okay. And I said, um, now, just a back story. In August of that, uh, uh, like early August, I won a free month of golf <laughs> to an exclusive Set of courses in the area where I lived. There were seven exclusive, like, private membership. I want a month golf. So I had planned for September to golf every day, sometimes twice a day. And a friend of mine, because I won it, he won it too. So both of us were going to golf for a whole month. So I said to my wife, I got nothing. I'm going golfing for the month of, because God told me to rest. Now, listen, this was a place of uncertainty. So I'm, you know, ready to golf. And I I land in the airport on September 1st. And I turn on my phone and there's a text message. Hey, Gary, this is John. Can you come up to my church this week on on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? We're going to do some prophetic meetings. I just felt the Lord say I need a third person and you're the guy. I said, yes, sir. The next day, got another text. Hey, Gary, this is Frank. I'm not in my church the following week. Can you come and speak at that chur- my church? Yes, sir. The next day, hey, Gary, I need you to do this. The next day, within five days, I had enough work for all of September and into October, and I golfed 26 times <laughs> in that month. My wife was, what is happening here? Because in places of uncertainty, whether they're uncomfortable or not, if you'll let God teach you to rest and to wait on him, all of a sudden God will make a way where there is no way. I'm not saying being reckless. I'm saying you got to have a word from God. But I had a word from God that God spoke to me. And because he spoke to me, because he encountered me, it put a certainty in my spirit that God was going to be my supply. No great thing that's ever been accomplished is without some sense of uncomfort- an uncomfortable process to get you to overcome. There's always going to be some sense of uncomfortableness if you're going to succeed. And so just like Jacob, stay in the place. Let the uncomfortable thing happen because God is teaching you something. He's teaching us that comfort isn't always the best way to fulfill your destiny. You know, when I look back now, you know, it's been a number of years. Those two years were, if I would phrase it, they were years of deep uncertainty. I didn't know where, God, where my next pay was coming. I didn't know when, when my bills were going to be paid. I didn't know what my future was held. I had a dream, but I didn't know. But I knew one thing, I knew whom I believed and was persuaded that he was able to keep that which I was committed unto the end. God is a God of of certainty. Can I hear an amen to that? And listen, the third thing is, there are certain places where you need to dream you need to dream. The Bible says that Jacob had a dream. Listen to what it says. Then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and it touched it, it top, and its top reached the heaven, and there were angels of God descending and ascending. See, there are places of encountering Jesus, and he is the giver of dreams. I want to encourage you. In the place of uncertainty, would you dream again? You're, you might say, my whole life is crashing, or my business is uncertain. There's things that are not going right in my relationships. There's things that are not going right in my family. Dream again. Come on, say that with me. Dream again. Dream again. The Bible says that he had a, literally a gateway. It was like a gateway of heaven. The portal of heaven opened up, and angels of God were descending. And now we know uh, through the New Testament that that was a picture and, uh, of Jesus, that Jesus is called the ladder, And so Jacob doesn't know it, but he's having this encounter with Jesus. And God Almighty is standing. So just think about it. You're here. God is doing this. He's looking down. He's looking down from heaven. And Jacob is seeing this, and he's hearing the voice of God. And so I want to encourage you, dream again. You know, dreams of God will come to pass. If you've got a dream... It's going to come to pass. I'm telling you, listen, it may take a long time. You know my story. I I got a word when I was 22 that I was going to travel the world. And then I say for the next 28 years, the only traveling I was doing was to the grocery store for my wife. And then one day, one day, in the midst of uncertainty, the dream came alive. The dream came alive. And I'm here to prophesy, listen, your dream will come alive. And God will say, if you'll dream again, even in places of uncertain, dream again. It may take 13 years like Joseph for your dream to come to pass. It may take 25 years like Abraham for your dream to come to pass. It may take 14 years like David to become the king and, and to prosper. But I'm here to tell you, God's the fulfiller of your dream. If you're watching online, listen, God's the fulfiller of your dream. God wants to invade your dreams. Last night... I think it was last night. Maybe it was the day before. Anyways, sometime this weekend, I was telling you a story of a lady who had a dream. And she had this dream in three parts. And uh, the only thing that God spoke to me was past, present, and future. And so we got through the first part, got through the second part. She was hesitant on sharing the third part. Now, this lady is not a believer. And she said, I don't want to share the third part. I said, you don't have to share the third part, but this is what God told me. The first part is your past. The second part is your present. And this has to do with your future. Do you want to know your future? She goes, well, I do, but, you know, I don't. <laughs> I said, that's okay. That's fine. No, she goes, I want, I want you to tell me. What is my future? I said, well, will you tell me the dream? And she said, it was only three words. And the three words were become a Christian. <laughs> you know, today that lady's a Christian, born again filled with the Holy Spirit she's baptized in water because God wants to invade dreams he wants to speak again and re- he wants to renew hope and expectation in the midst of uncertainty if you're sitting here today or you're watching online and you are in a place of uncertainty stay where you're supposed to be God will bring you into certain places he'll encounter you he'll speak to you Look at what the last part here is. There are certain places where God wants to declare his intentions and his promises over your life. God desires to announce in our ears his intention for us as believers and of the church. His plans are good to give us a future and a hope. Listen to what he says. He he says, "I'm, I'm your father Abraham and your father Isaac and now you're Jacob. In other words, I'm a generational God. God's about building generations. God's not just doing one thing in one generation. He's doing it in multiple generations. He wants to move in the earth. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Come on. His intention has always been for you and I to occupy, occupy the places that we live. I was just talking to a young couple at the end of the service. They were telling me, it's a testimony to your church how many businesses, small businesses are in this community and how you guys are making a difference in the community and how you're building relationships with people in the community that would never maybe step foot in the church, but they'll go to a coffee shop, they'll go to a small business. And because your life is a, is a life that is built on certainty, God is moving in the midst of your city, in the midst of your community. God wants to do that. He's declaring his intentions over our life. And listen, let's just go to the, I think it's the 14th verse or the 15th verse. Yes, this is it. In places of uncertainty, God wants to speak certain promises into your life. Now watch this. Behold, I am with you. Would you say I'm with you? Like, I'm with you right now, but God's with you always. <laughs> I'm going to leave tomorrow and go to Florida. But listen, God is always with you. That's his promise to you. When you come into certain places, the Holy Spirit says, hey, I'm with you. Yeah, look, it might be a tough situation right now. There might be a lot of uncertainty, but I'm with you. Look at what he says again. And we'll keep you wherever you go. You know, there's something about the keeping hand of God. I don't know how to explain it to you, but when you know you're kept in God's hand, you know with certainty that everything's going to be all right. You know, it's like the, uh, the, um, the Caribbean people say, every little ting is going to be all right. <laughs> every little ting, every, every little thing is going to be okay. Because God is with you. You're kept in his hand. Look what he says again. And we'll bring you back to this land. In other words, there's, for Jacob, there was this promise that God was going to bring him into the land of promise, into the places where God had placed him, where God had put a dream in his heart. Listen, God wants to put you in the places where God has put a dream in your heart. He'll give you the land. And then this is the last part. I said this in the morning service. You need to put this verse on your, on your fridge. This is like your bread for the day. Listen to what he says. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Isn't that a great promise? Like God will be faithful to you. He will do what he said he would do in your life. What he has promised he will do. And so when we're in these places of uncertainty, I want you to know that God declares his intentions. He's standing over you like this and he's saying, hey, I'm gonna be with you. Hey, I'm not gonna leave you or forsake you. Hey, listen, everything I said to you, I'm gonna do. And that's the dream. Jacob is just kind of dreaming and he's just, he's actually unaware (laughs) that it's actually God, but God is speaking to him. He was in this moment of uncertainty in his life, but he came to a certain place. In my life, I've served the Lord now for 41 years. And I can tell you, one of the best places where I've encountered the Lord is right in the house of the Lord. There's been moments when I've come in, I've had an uncertain week, I've had an uncertain month, and I've just come and I just began to worship like we did this morning, and all of a sudden, heaven opens. You know, Ezekiel said this in Ezekiel chapter 1. He said, um, he said on the fifth month, the thirtieth year, the fifth month, or fourth month on the fifth day, While I was with the captives by the river Trebar. So in other words, there's a specific year, specific month, specific day, specific place, and a specific situation. He was with the captives. In other words, he was a captive, right? He was in a situation. He was in uncertainty. He said, the heavens opened and I saw the Lord. I saw visions of God. Same thing that happened to Jacob. In places of uncertainty, God wants to open heaven. And then he says this, I saw, the heavens opened, I saw visions of God. He said, the word of the Lord came expressly to me, and the hand of God came on me. Church, this morning, God's want, that's what God wants to do. He wants to breathe his word into you. I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes, please? Even online, if you're in your home or meeting with other believers. He's your God. It's very personal. Come on, he's he's promised to bless you, to watch over what is yours. He's with you. He'll keep you wherever you go. He'll not leave you until he's done all that he's spoken. If you're here this morning and watching online and you're in the midst of an uncertain situation, uncertain time, Would you just put your hand up? I want to pray for you this morning. We had a number of people in the first service, and I'm sure we'll have some here. Yeah, there's some hands going up. I'm here to tell you, listen, God wants to be certain to you. He wants to speak into your heart this morning. He wants to bring comfort and strength to you. He wants to breathe his promises into your heart. So, Father, this morning, for every hand that's raised online and in in this live meeting lord we know that you are the god of certainty you're the god that's in control and so lord today as we just reflect on these scriptures we know that you're the god that changes seasons and times lord that you give us wisdom you give us understanding you give us revelation lord you speak to us and you breathe life into us lord help us to dream again If our dreams have been dashed, our hopes have been shattered, Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that you would restore again the dreams of God, that you would speak over your people. Tonight as we gather, Lord, we pray for the word of the Lord, that it would speak into many hearts, Lord, that you would bring hope and help. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, I pray peace on those in the place of uncertainty, that they would come to that certain place where they would encounter you. Jesus, Holy Spirit, right now, just encounter them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, those who are just currently struggling in finances, I just pray, Holy Spirit, open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that they cannot contain. Lord, that you would bring certainty to uncertain times, struggling in their jobs or their businesses. Holy Spirit, right now, just breathe again the dream in their heart. Lord, we just say, don't give up. Stay in that place, even when it's uncomfortable. And help them to grow and to navigate this season. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor.